that God has told Kipnas anything. But when God lays it on my heart and tells me I must say it and I must do it, then I must say it and I must do it. So I want you to hear the word of God. God wants to give you eternal life. Jesus has come to give you eternal life. God is wanting to use you in a mighty way. Would the church say amen? amen? And you could have already had everything that God has offered to you in his kingdom. Amen. amen. I could have had everything that God has offered me in the kingdom, but there has been a void that has been in our life. There has been a vacuum in our life. There has been an empty space in our life. How many of you here this morning know without a shadow of a doubt that you have an empty space in your life that God needs to fill? Would you say amen? amen? How many would just throw your hand up and say, yeah, preacher, you're already talking to me. There's some places in my life I need for Jesus to come and fill. Amen. Well, God said it's time. I'm coming to fill it in the name of Jesus. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's coming to fill it. Now, I want you to say it with some conviction. Look at him and say, he's on the way to fill it. In the name of Jesus, amen. Praise the Lord. Hosea chapter number 10, verse number 12. When the church has that, I want you to say amen. And I'll wait on you till you get it. Hosea's a little hard book to find when you don't read your Bible. Amen. When you read your Bible, you know exactly where it's at. So to help you a little bit, it's in the Old Testament. And it's near the back of the Old Testament. It's got about 12, 14 chapters. If you have Hosea, say amen tonight, this morning. Verse number 12 says, Sow to yourselves in righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground. Look at your neighbor right beside and say, Get out of my garden. Break up your fallow ground. For it is time... To seek the Lord till he come and he rains righteousness upon you. Can I read it again? Would you say amen? amen. Sow to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground. For it is time to seek the Lord till he comes and rains righteousness upon you. Now before I can preach this morning, I've got to give you a definition for each one of those words because in the English translation of the Bible, we read over what God wants to say. And we really need to go deeper than just reading it over. We need to find out exactly what God was saying to the people when he wrote it to them. The word so there is an imperative command. Everybody hold out say it's a command. Look at your neighbor right beside and say, you must obey God's commands. Say it again. You must obey God's commands. When you don't obey God's commands, you sow disobedience. And when you sow disobedience, you're going to get back what you sow. Tap your neighbor again and say, you must follow and obey God's command. Sow is an imperative command. It means to make something fruitful. It means to make it productive. So God has told us to make ourselves and to make Living Water Worship Center fruitful and productive. Let the church say amen. amen. And it goes further. The word means also to spread out widely. Just look at your neighbor and say, it's time you spread it out. Oh, it's time for the church not to be just in the four walls anymore. We got to start going out to the media. We got to go back on Facebook. We got to go back on the radio. We got to go back out into the fields. And we got to go back out into the streets. We got to go back out and start letting everybody know that there is a God that's still alive. Can you say Amen. amen. It goes a little bit further. It means uh, to spread out widely and to be made pregnant. Look at your neighbor right beside him and say, it's time you got pregnant. I look like I is. God is telling you, I want you to accept this seed that has been given to you. And I want you to allow it to go on the inside of you. And I want you to allow it to conceive. And I want you to bring it to birth. So the command is pay attention to what God is doing and let God sow in you what he's planning on getting accomplished in your life in the next few weeks and the next few months. Would you say amen? amen. So he says, sow to yourselves 
in righteousness. I'll talk about that in a little bit, but righteousness means right standing. In other words, you sow things to get something later. So you line up to get something later. You pay attention and you be obedient today to get a reward later. So when you need something from God, God requires something from you and he requires you to receive the word of God and let it become pregnant inside of you so that you can birth what God needs to be birthed in your life. Let the church say amen. He says, sow it to yourself. Look at your neighbor right beside him and say, get out of somebody else's garden and work in yours a little bit. There's a whole lot of weeds in your garden. There's a whole lot of poison in your garden. There's a whole lot of beetles out there trying to tear up your crop. There's a whole lot of enemies from hell trying to sow tears in your wheat harvest. It is time for you to go to work in your garden. Look at your neighbor and say, go to work in your garden and get out of mine. Amen. Then he goes further and he says, reap. In mercy. The word reap is an imperative command. Slap that beside him and say it is a command from God. Get another one and say you got to obey the command from God. If you don't obey God's command, you sow to God unrighteousness. And when you sow unrighteousness, you are going to reap unrighteousness. So this is a warning today. You must sow to yourselves and reap in mercy. You must begin to take your harvest and get your harvest and quit letting the devil take your harvest from you. Let the church say amen. The harvest is when those things that have been planted is went out and has been severed or picked and brought in. God says, as you sow to yourself, the harvest will come. As you get right and allow the Lord to move inside of you and become pregnant with His Word of God, your harvest would be there. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, He didn't say wait long. He many you began to sow, your harvest is coming. So everybody holler out and say, the harvest is white. It's ready. It's ready. It's time for you to go to work. Get to work in your field because I got enough to harvest on my own. I can't harvest darlings and I can't harvest libs. Lib, if she wants, is going to have to get up and she's going to have to go get it herself. So look at somebody say, trespass not into my garden. I'm at work in my garden. Amen. So he said, reap in mercy. Reap in mercy. Reap in mercy. I want you to look at your neighbor. I want you to get this point real close. to Look at him and say, you don't deserve this. Find another one. Say, I don't deserve this. What God is fixing to do in Living Water Worship Center, and I just felt the anointing of the Holy Spirit as He hit me. What He's fixing to do here in Living Water Worship Center, Living Water Worship Center does not deserve it. We don't deserve it, but God says we're going to begin to reap in His mercy. We're going to start reaping in His goodness. We're going to start reaping in His kindness, and we're going to begin to go forth. And we're not, we've already caused Him shame. We've reproached the gospel. We've heard His, his testimony. But God said, because you're my beloved, I look at you through the blood of Jesus Christ, and it's the blood of Jesus Christ is applied in your life. I'm going to still allow you to reap in mercy. You're going to get things that you do not deserve. Living one is going to get souls they don't deserve. We're going to get blessings from God that we do not deserve. God's going to bring deliverances that we don't deserve. So look at your neighbor and say that is a command from God. Reap in his mercy. Amen. Hold your hand up and say, Lord, be merciful on me, a sinner. Oh, my God, in the name of Jesus. Then he goes further and he says, break up your follow ground. Tap your neighbor again. Get close to him and say, that is a command from God. Tell another one beside him and say, you must obey and follow the command of God. If you do not obey and follow the command of God, you are sowing seeds to unrighteousness and you will reap what you sow. So tap that beside him and say, this is a warning from God. Break up your fallow ground. Y'all getting me this morning, Amen. Let me explain what he's talking about. In the nation of Israel, rains would come and they would come down the mountains and as they come into the mountains, the rocks and little creeks up in the mountains, they would hold the water. And as time went on, the water would come down off of the mountain. And as the time of the water started moving down in the mountains, and I don't want a whole lot of people moving around in here today. In the name of Jesus, we're going to be in line with God today. Amen. I was told, get in your face and tell you to straighten it up. If you need deliverance today from a habit, then we can deliver you. Amen. If you need some help with your bladder, God can still give you some help with your bladder. Amen. 
So I want you to understand here today, and I want you to understand it very well. This is an imperative command from God. The rain would come down, and as the rain come down out of the mountains, it would come down into the river. And as it come down into the river, it would flood that area right there. And that is the only water that the land would ever see at that point in time. And if they didn't get that water, they didn't get the rain in the rainy season, there was no crop and there was no harvest. And in right now in our church, in this time that we are living in, we need the rains of God to come down upon the church. We need the ground to be saturated with the anointing and the living word of Almighty God. Can the church say amen? This is the only water. Everybody say it's the only water. It's the only water they saw. I want you to tap your neighbor, push them, and say it ain't going to happen continually. It's going to happen once, and you better be ready. So tell them again. Say it's a warning from God. Are y'all getting my point this morning? Amen. So after the flooding season, a plow was used to go and break up the ground. And as it broke up the ground, the ground had got dry enough to hold the plow and it wouldn't get stuck. But as they flipped that wood, that soil up, the sun would come down and let its rays hit that ground. And you could stand out there and it glistened because there was water in the soil. So God is telling us, get in the right place right now because there's a rain from the Holy Ghost fixing to come. I feel this this morning. You better get it. There is a rain from the Holy Ghost about to come and when it comes you might not see it happen you might not see a great big deal but when it comes it's going to be enough of the anointing of the holy living water of almighty God when it hits the soil that is going to penetrate the soil in other words it's going to get a hold of Stan finally it's going to get a hold of Ben finally it's going to get on the inside of us finally and when it's there we might even not look like we're anointed but God's sending a plow and when the plow comes and turns you over the glory of God is going to shine on what's on the inside of you and God is going to listen that area out and the anointing of God is going to bring a harvest in this church. Right now I'm preaching the church fool. I'm preaching the church that never proved fool. I'm preaching deliverance in this house. I'm preaching the deliverance and the healing power of God in this house. I'm preaching the power and the mightiness of the Holy Ghost in this house. Just stand up and look devils in the eye and say you will not have my family. You will not have my church. You will not have my finances and you will not have my health. You will not have my marriage. You will not have my children. You will not have any of victory in my life. God said, I'm sending the rain and I'm coming. Get ready. Well, I'm warning you, get in the right place because I'm about to come. Amen. And for those of you that ain't listening to me here in the house, I'm going to talk to you that's online that's going to get this in a little while. Shame on you. You need to get your heart right with God yourself and get in line with the vision of this church because the devil's trying to keep you from being what God wants you to be. And it's time for you to rise up and break up the very hard heart of your fallow ground and get back in the house of God and take a part of God's glory and use it in your life. Thus saith Almighty God, not kidnaps. Amen. Amen. Smile at somebody say, this is a warning. So get ready for God to come. Amen. So he says, break up that pile of ground. And when that began to be turned up, that flow of that life-giving water, it began to flow over the soil. And it means there to be enlightened with the anointing and the wisdom of Almighty God. Amen. Tell your neighbor right beside say, God's changing living water right now. Oh, attitudes are going to start changing. Devotions are about to get changed. Consciousness is about to get changed. Amen. Then he said, you are to break up your fallow ground. So before I go any further, look at your neighbor and say, I told you, get out of my garden. And I want to tell every one of y'all listening to me online, get out of Kip Nance's garden. It ain't your job to get in my garden and work in my garden. God said for me to start working in my garden. Amen. When I sow to myself, God said, I'm going to bless you and let you reap in mercy. Thank God for mercy because there ain't a single one of us that's right. There ain't a single one of us that has done everything we're supposed to do. There ain't a single one of us that has praised God every day and brought glory to his life. You need to have a forgiving heart and allow God to use you in the middle of everything. Amen. So he said, break up that fallow ground. That means soil that is tillable in your life that has not been tilled. That place in your life that has an empty void and it's empty today and it needs to be filled by the power of God but you've got a gate and a door up locked on it. You don't want God to minister to you when you were molested. You don't want God to minister to you where you had this problem. You don't want to have God minister to you 
when that man beat you or you beat that man or you killed that person. You don't want to have God minister to you to that habit you got in your life that takes your mind and causes your mind to go crazy. You don't want God to minister to that stuff because you don't want nobody to see exactly who truly you are. So God is saying, break up that fallow ground. Get in that area that you ain't allowed me to work into and let me open up the door and I'll send the rain of the Holy Ghost on the inside of there and I'll turn it up and I'll send the glory of God on it and I'll glisten it and you'll begin to get a harvest. You see, some of the things that you went through in your life, God wants to use that thing that you went through so that you can help other people come over it and get overcome with that and allow them to be free by the power of the Holy Ghost. Yes, some of those habits you're dealing with right now, God wants to deliver you so that you can be a lighthouse to those people that need the very same deliverance. God has allowed the alcohol to come in and consume you so you can reach out to drunks. God has allowed drugs to overtake your life so that you can go out and help deliver people that's hooked on drugs. God has allowed men to stand in your life and you made bad choices and destroyed your life because of them so that you can minister to other young girls and let them know you don't need that one and you don't need that one and you don't need that one but you better grab a hold of this one. If he don't look as good as the other one yet and he ain't got the or run the other, let the other go to the grave because he's going to hell anyway. Get a hold of somebody that's going to carry your children to the very kingdom of heaven and let God move in your life. Amen. Amen. Smile at somebody and say, this is a warning from God. Amen. He said it is ground that has not been tilled up. And the way it's actually written in the Hebrew is till your untilled ground. Get out there and start plowing your untilled ground. Live, there is always things in our life that we hold back from God. That's why we have an empty space. I ask each and every one of y'all here today, do you have empty places in your life? And you raised your hand. I don't think there was a hardly a one in here that did not raise their hand. If you got an empty place, it's because you have put a barrier on God. You have stopped God at the door. God said, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If any man will open the door, I will come unto him and I will suck with him. God will change your life. God will take that hurt and that pain that's on the inside of you and he'll turn it completely around. It don't matter what he done to you, she done to you, the world done to you, society done to you. God can deliver you and will deliver you, but you got to open up the door and allow him to come in. Can the church shout out and say amen? amen. So he says, Till up that fallow ground. Till you come to the point to where God begins to notice. Because look at what he says there. He says, sow to yourself in righteousness. Everybody say, that's a command. Reap in mercy. Everybody say, that's a command. Break up your fallow ground. That's a command. Say that. For it is time. Everybody hold out and say, it's time. It's say it again. Say, it is time. Push that one beside it. You pull them close to you. Wake them up. Really say, it's time. To seek the Lord. Time is a period of time and a season that is limited. So God has given the church right now a season that is limited. To begin to get what God wants to give to you. Things that you've been praying for in your life you don't deserve. But God wants to give it to you anyway. But you've got to listen to this warning this morning to receive it. A period of time called a season, and in this scripture it is called now. Everybody say now. So in other words, it's important, it's imperative, it's time for you to really make a decision, and you got to make a decision today. God ain't waiting for a decision tomorrow. God ain't waiting for a decision tonight. God wants a decision right now. So God says right now it is time. Everybody else say it's time. Tell your neighbor right beside say you got to make a decision. You can't leave here today without making a decision. You cannot walk out of here and think about it any longer. It is time for you to either get serious with the Lord or walk away from the Lord, one or the other. It is time for you to give it all to God or don't give anything to Him. It's time for you to get hot or to get cold. It's time for you to straighten up. Can you say amen? Amen. So he says it's time. But here's what that word means. That word in the picture of Hebrew means you plow to the mark. Look at that right beside me, just like Darlene told you this morning. Look at him and say, don't you ever give up. That word means plow to the mark. What they would do is they would take two sticks and they would cross them like this right here. And they would put that stick at the end of the, the road. And the one that was plowing would keep their eyes on that stick that was crossed like this at the end of the road. Everybody look at me. You need to see if it means to cross. So they're at the cross. The, the command is you move to that mark. Everybody look at somebody and say, head back to the cross. Old tell another say, it's time to get back to the cross. 
Oh, I'll add another one and say, it's time you got back to the cross. It means to move to that mark, follow that mark, and take on your journey to get to that mark, to cross. God is saying it's time for us to get back to the cross of Jesus Christ. It is time for us to get back to the crimson stream of the blood of Jesus Christ. It is time for us to fall down on our knees at the cross and realize that the ground is level at the foot of the cross. It don't matter if you're red, green, white, blue, yellow, or whatever it is at the cross. It don't matter if you're gifted and intelligent. It don't matter if you're rich or poor. At the cross, you can reap in mercy. At the the cross you can move forward and allow God to come and reign righteousness in your life at the cross God can change your life at the cross at the cross where I first saw the light and the burden of my heart was rolled away I can tell you here today at the cross at the cross it's the only thing that can deliver you here today it's the only thing that can take that alcohol out of your life it's the only thing that can take them habits out of your life it's the only thing that can put your life back together it's the only thing that can put your marriage back together it's the only thing that can put living water worship center back together it's the only thing that can put this God says now get ready and plow toward the cross in other words put your head down look at that cross and don't you get your eyes off of the cross don't worry about what the world is saying don't worry about what your grandma said don't worry about what your children is doing don't let it bother you any longer get your focus on the cross don't get concerned about who don't come to church let's get to the cross let's look at the cross let's power our eyes down to the cross and never lose sight of the cross Amen. He said, it is time for you to seek the Lord. The word seek means to search out a meaning, to beat out a path, to ask for something and demand it. Look at somebody and say, you got the power to demand what you need. Oh, y'all getting me this morning. Amen. It means to worship Him in prayer, but He says, I want you to seek the Lord, but I want you to seek the word Lord. There is a very important word. It's not just seeking his presence. It's not just seeking his redemption. It's not just seeking his healing. It's not just seeking his blessings. The word Lord there is the word Jehovah. And it means a covenant God. It is time for you to get back in covenant with your God. God is upset with Living Water Worship Center because they walked away from their covenant. God is upset with the church because they walked away from their covenant. God is upset with you because you walked away from your covenant. But my God said for me to come tell you today, if you'll make up your mind right now, he'll waive any of the issues that's going to come in your life. Any punishment that there was to come for you walking away. If you'll make up your mind right now and get back in the covenant with seek the covenant God that will stand for you when nobody else will stand for you. For you and nobody else won't fight for you. That'll show up for you and nobody else won't show up for you. That'll keep his word for you, whether you keep yours or not. You need to seek the covenant God, Jehovah. And as you seek the covenant God, God will do something for you in your life. Amen. That word, Jehovah, means the covenant God. The right moral God, the legal God, the equity God, the prosperity God, the covenant keeping God in redemption. So if somebody's done you wrong and you seek the covenant God, you know what's going to happen? Watch out for the one that done you wrong. If someone's talking about you out there in the field, don't you even worry about it. Don't you even talk about it. You just go to God and say, God, I'm laying it in your hand. God will handle that thing. Anything done against you that's not legal, God's going to put it right. There is a season going on in the church right now. Oh my God, I feel the Holy Ghost. There's a season in the church right now that God is putting things back like they're supposed to be. The wealth that the wicked has stole from you is coming back to you. Your health that hell has stole from you, he's bringing it back to the church. Your financial blessing that the devil held back from you. God is about to give it to you. The salvation of your children's soul that hell has been standing at bay trying to keep them out of the church. God is about to break them barriers but you have got to accept the warning and seek the Lord. Oh, just push that right beside you and say, seek the Lord. I'm glad you came to church already. Amen. Then he says, you do it till he comes. That word till means till you see the door open up. In other words, the door's closed. But God said, if we'll get together here this morning, we'll make up our mind that we're going to do this. God said, I'll open up the door. The door's been closed to your financial blessing. But God said, I'm fixing to open up the door to bless you. 
your door has been closed to your healing. If there's been something wrong in your body and you want to go ahead and be a victim and a patient, just go ahead and leave this morning. But God's going to turn your health around because we're going to open up the door here and live in Water Worship Center. If God is wanting to do something, we're going to praise Him because He wants to do it. Because when He wants to do it, He's going to do it. It don't matter if we get in line with it or not. God's going to do it. Someone shout out and say amen. So He said, you do it till... And that word in the Hebrew means till you see the door of witness. The door of witness was when they walked into the Holy of Holies where the Shekinah glory of God began to shine down. Until you see the light. In other words, when Jesus told him, he said, when you go to your house, the prey enter into your closet and you pray in darkness until you see the light. In other words, you need to start praying until you see the light. You need to start praising him until you see the light. You need to start worshiping him until you see the light. God is about to open up the door to bring a glorified revival in this house and you better get ready for it because God has orchestrated it and spoken. You might not feel it. I've been preaching it for 16 years here off and on. Off and on and telling everybody, but God said it's time, it's time, it's time, it's time. The door's about to open up. It's time the living water of God's about to rain down. It's time Jesus is about to come. It's time Jehovah, the covenant God, is going to stand up and fight for you. It's time for you to live right because He's going to rain righteousness on you. It's time that God is going to come in and clean you up of all of your bad habits, clean you up of all of your issues, clean you up of all of your nasty attitudes. He's going to allow you to reap a harvest in mercy. Can the church shout out and say amen? Come. He said pray till he comes. That word comes means pray till he fills the void. Seek him. Plow until you see the door witness open up. As he comes and he fills the void. I want you to grab your neighbor, pull him real close to you, smile at him. And say he's about to fill your void. Some of y'all ain't got a bit of happiness. You, you, you're so, so, so short in happiness and joy. But God is about to give you so much joy it's going to pull out all over you. Some of y'all all troubled up and worried all up and messed all up and you travel all up and you don't know what to do and you're literally pulling your hair out on a daily basis. You can't hardly stand to be around your children. You can't stand to be around your wife. You can't stand to be around your husband. You can't stand to be around the co-workers. But my God said if you'll make up your mind today and obey the command of Almighty God to break up your fallow ground, to sow to yourself in righteousness, he said you're going to reap in mercy. And as you do that, you plow toward that mark and keep your eyes on the cross. The cross of Jesus Christ has already been the victory in your life and it is time for you to enforce the victory of the cross and as you enforce the victory of the cross God will show up and fill the void in your life and Thelma God is about to fill the void in living water worship center God is about to fill the void in these pews. God is about to fill the void in the checking account. God is about to fill the void in your finances. God is about to fill the void in your health. God is about to fill the void in Bladenboro. He's about to fill the void in Roseboro. He's about to fill the void over in Lumberton. He's about to fill the void over in Tabor City. He's about to do it in Whiteville. He's about to do it in Hallsboro. He's about to do it in Makina. He's about to do it in Chabra. God is about to fill the void. God's going to fill the void in your marriage. God's going to fill the void in your body. God's going to fill the void in your family. God's going to save your children against their own righteousness. God, right now in the name of Jesus Christ, is releasing an anointing and a rain and a power that's coming down upon the rain of Almighty God upon the mountains of your soul. And you're about to be flooded with the heavenly living water of Almighty God in the anointing. And a harvest is on the way. And it's time for you to get up and let's work in our garden and get our hearts prepared because God is getting, my God, God is ready to give you a blessing. Amen. Amen. Everybody say, he's coming to fill the void. He said, till he come and he reigns as righteousness upon you. I thought about the children of Israel. Eleven days after they left captivity, they could have been in the promised land. God pulled them to a little place called Carnish Barnea. And he said, all right, go on into the promised land. And let's take your promised land. And they said, well, it's a good thing to send out spies. Look at your neighbor and say, you've been sending out a lot of spies. That brought you a false report. <laughs> well, I just don't know if I can get serious. I just don't know if I can commit to that. Oh, if I go over there, there's mountains over there so big that I got to crawl. I don't know if I got the strength to crawl over the mountains. Oh, if I show up over there, there's giants I'd have to face. And they're big as I am. They're bigger than I am. And they're bigger than me and four or five or more of mine. And they'll destroy me. 
I thought about these children of Israel. And God, after I got thinking about it, God said, that's exactly what's going on with living water. God has brought living water, Sister Lib, since 2007. In this house, to the brink of the Jordan River, over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Eleven days after they left, their bondage, God carried them to Kardesh Barna. That word means it was a place that was fenced in with rocks that gave them protection and allowed them to be comfortable in the desert. It was the only place that they could camp out at and they could make home. And God said, go into the promised land and take your promised land. Look at your neighbor right beside him and say, God's told you to take your promised land over and over. And they sent out the spies and the spies come back and only two said we can take the battle. You know what? And, uh, here, Thelma, there's been only a few people in this church that has kept this church alive. I ain't throwing no stones here this morning. We've had some Caleb's and some Joshua's in this house that nestled down and said we can do it regardless. If Stan wants to help, fine. But if he don't want to help, we can still do it. If Nett wants to do it, fine. But if she don't want to do it, we can still do it. And there's been two, three, four, five or six different people that have put their nose to the grindstone and they went forward and they felt knowing that God could take care of things. The other spies come back and said, oh, look at what's over there. They come back carrying grapes. It took two men to bring a pot of grapes. I want you to get a revelation about these grapes. You go to the store and you can pick up a pot of grapes and you can walk around with it in your hand. But these grapes were such a blessing from God that it took two men to carry the grapes back to the place. The blessings that God has had waiting for Living Water Worship Center is going to take more than just one person to grab a hold of it. God's got some grapes are just literally bigger than they ever been. You ever heard that little phrase that says everything's bigger in Texas? Well, let me tell you something. In your promised land, everything's bigger. In your promised land, there's a bigger blessing. In your promised land, there's a bigger deliverance. It's bigger than you can even handle. God said, if you'll prove me, I'll pour you out a blessing that you're not able to contain and you had to pour it out on somebody else. They come back even seeing those blessings. They said, oh, we can't do it. And preachers has preached over and over and over rose that the reason why they wouldn't go into the promised land is they were scared of them giants. And I believe that might be a part of it. But God spoke to me this week and he said, the reason why they didn't go in there is because there was an empty space on the inside of them. You see, for some 400 years, they had all their needs met in Egypt. They ate the cucumbers. They ate the leeks. They had everything they needed to have. They had water when they needed water. The Egyptians took care of them, although they took care of them kind of rough and gave them a rough hand with taskmasters. They had an opening in their life, now an empty space, and they needed what they had in their life to this point. And what has happened to living water is you've given your heart to God. You may just have given your heart to God, and you got out there, and now you had to get off of that alcohol. You had to get off of them drugs. You had to quit mailing around in everybody's bed. You had to quit cussing every two minutes. You had to change your life and start coming to the church and you haven't allowed God to come into them empty places in your life and fill the void. You see, when you used to want to have a good time, you'd run to the bar and take you some beer and you'd put it down your throat or you'd drink you some liquor. But now when you want to have a good time, your spirit on the inside of you is insisting that you got to come into the church and you got to drink the wine of the Holy Ghost and while you're in the church, you refuse to come to the bar and say, pour me a drink, pour me a drink. And God is ready for you to feel the power of God in your empty space. Ask your neighbor, say, is he preaching pretty good this morning? I'm not talking about Kip, I'm talking about Jesus. He said there was an empty space in these children's lives. That's why they would not go into the promised land. And the reason why living water has not went and grabbed what's theirs is there is an emptiness still in our life. The United States and Living Water Worship Center is facing a severe crisis right now. We're in a very tough time. 
The crisis is not what's going on in the world. The crisis is the nation and living water has forsaken their covenant God. And God is calling his covenant people back to his covenant. We have forgotten that it was God who made us great. In the nation and in this world. Living Water Worship Center is a church with a power that you won't find in a lot of other places. I'm here to tell you many of you have been to a lot of other places hunting for it and you can't find it. Some of you left and came back. Amen. Am I talking to anybody? Because you know there's a different power that's in this room. Even when it's squashed, it's different than it is anywhere else. Amen. But this morning, we read God's remedy for a sick nation. And we read God's remedy for a sick church. And we read God's remedy for a sick Christian. And God don't want you sick no more, Mel. God don't want you baked down anymore. He don't want you empty anymore. He wants to come and fill the empty space. But your actions and your deeds are seeds that are scattered abroad. And your life is determined by the type of seed that you are sowing in your life. You are going to reap what you sow. Amen. Because your brain can only operate by what you allow in your brain. Because what you allow in your brain programs you. But our harvest, although our brain is where we allow everything to come in and we think we can remedy all the situation. We think we can go out here and do this and we can gather our harvest. I got news for you. The truth is our harvest is dependent upon God. God said, even in your mess, even in your troubles, even in your trials, even in your unrighteousness, even when you're sowing wrong, he said, in this hour, if you'll start sowing to yourself and obey my command, if you'll start reaping, I'll allow you to reap in mercy. I'll bless you in spite of you. I'll pour out a ministry on you in spite of you. I'll use you in spite of you. I'll save your family in spite of you. I'll deliver you even though you still want it. I will do it in spite of you. Amen. What a big God we serve, amen. amen. So, then he said, you do all this until it comes and rains righteousness on you. Who's standing right beside you? Holler at him right quick and say, Jesus is coming. He's on the way, amen. I told y'all Wednesday night, listen to me. I told y'all Wednesday night that you have got a brand new day. Everybody say this is a brand new day. And then I finished it up and said, when God said you're going to have a brand new day, he said, behold, it is now. In other words, God, when he says that he's going to do something, he's already finished it before he ever releases it. So God has already brought your blessing. God has already healed your body. Oh, my God, I'm talking to somebody. God's already delivered you. God's already packed out this house. God's already brought a revival to this house. God's already blessed you financially. God's already blessed you in your mind. God has already blessed you in your family. God's already saved your children. If you cannot shout and praise God for nothing else but the you're going to be able to spend eternity with your children up in heaven. You need to give God some credit because God is telling you in this hour, in this hour, despite you, I'm going to rain down blessings on you and I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. He's on the way. Look at somebody holler at him and say, he's coming now. He's coming right now. Amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor here this morning, say, this is a warning. Jesus is on the way. This is a warning. You got to go to work in your garden. This is a warning. You better get ready. This is a warning. God is wanting to move in your life. This is a warning. You better receive what God has for you. Amen. This is a warning. God wants to move in your life today. This is a warning. God wants, in spite of yourself, to roll away all the chains that's been holding you down. Grace is unmerited favor. Mercy is God's favor. God is wanting to give you some grace this morning. God is wanting to save you in spite of yourself. God is wanting to bless you in spite of yourself. I want to hear this morning as I have preached to you. How many is ready for God to pour out his blessings in your life? If you'll close your eyes, raise your hands to the Lord, start seeking him right now.
Now you can receive from the Lord this morning all that God has. You can walk out of here the same way that you come. for Carolyn this morning. That's right. Father, we stand in the living water worship center. Right. God, we need your power. Yes. We need your glory. That's right. We need your power. We That's need right. your glory. That's right. Father, now you need to go to this family. Yes, Father, this very gospel that you preach to this life of God. Open up the doors so that right. we can see the message that you preach. That's right. Father, now in the name of Jesus, I pray for peace. I pray for understanding. Yes. I pray, Lord God, for the healing Thank power of Almighty God upon right. the hearts of this family. Right. Father, now in the name of Jesus, I pray for her sister. Father, I pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that you'll give them the strength. Father, now in the name of Jesus, I pray for every child, every child. Father, now in the name of Jesus, let this entire family come home to you in the name of Jesus. Father, you are ministering this hour. Father, now in the name of Jesus, let thy perfect will be done in this hour. In living order and in Carolyn's life and in this family. Father, now in the name of Jesus, Father, I pray, Lord, that you'll touch the heart of Rihanna, Lord. Father, that you'll continually give her the power to radiate thy precious glory in each and every heart, each and every mind. Father, now in the name of Jesus, it shall be done according to thy name. And this family will see thy holy presence. Jesus. 
we're going to keep right on plowing. We're going to keep our mind and our focus on the cross. We're going to do that that we need to do, Lord God, to see you open up the door and you walk through the door with our precious glory as you pour out an anointing that we've never seen before in this house. Now, God, we stand and release this message to you. It shall be done in the name of Jesus. Let the church shout out and say amen. You got a good hand clap for what he's going to do in Jesus' name. warning of God if you leave here today the same way you came you leave here today with the same issues, the same obstacles the same barriers if you don't leave it at this altar if you don't leave it in God's hands if you don't decide in your life that you're going to change this is a warning that what you sow to yourself you will quickly quickly harvest it in this season so let's sow to God and sow to our self-righteousness. Let's sow to our self-obedience. Let's sow to ourself and let's sow to God what He is determined to do in living water. Let us sow to ourself our blessing. Let us sow our anointing. And let us be that church that God wants us to be in this hour. If you agree with that this morning, shout out and say amen. Father, go with us, lead God and direct us, bring us back in loving and unity this evening at 6 o'clock. We thank you for your protection yesterday in this house. We thank you, Lord God, that you put that fire out, Lord God, by your holy breath. And we'll give you the glory and the praise for all that you've done in the precious holy name of Jesus. Use this word, bind it upon our finger, write it upon the tablets of our heart, and put it around our neck, keep it ever before our eyes. God, in this hour, you know that you are all that we need, and we are appealing to your grace for you to come and reign righteousness upon us and let us be your children in the name of Jesus and the church says amen hug the neck shake the hand tell them you love them I'll see you tonight at six o'clock God bless you